To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes. And it's really striking that that's essentially they're just saying this is now built into what it is to have a job. Part of having a job now is the chance that maybe you're going to disable or kill someone who lives with you. Like in a way, the, the political effect of no more pandemic and forevermore pandemic become identical. It's like they've said the scale of social murder is just now so large that it just has to be allowed to happen. Patrons, thank you so much for supporting the show. We couldn't do any of this without you. And if you'd like to help us out a little bit more, share the show with your friends, post about your favorite episodes, pick up a copy of Health Communism from your local bookstore, or request it from your local library, and follow us at DeathPanel underscore. So today I'm here with my co-host, Artie Vierkant. Hello. And the two of us are joined by returning guest and friend of the panel, Nate Holdren. Nate is a legal historian of capitalism and is a professor at Drake University. He is the author of the book Injury Impoverished, Workplace Accidents, Capitalism, and Law in the Progressive Era, which we've discussed previously on the show. It's a really great book and a great episode about the book. It was actually, I think, the first time we had you on, Nate, back in December of 2021. And you may remember Nate from one of our most popular episodes, which is the conversation that we had with Nate about social murder and COVID. So today we're going to unpack a recent California Supreme Court decision regarding a workers' comp case where the court basically held that employers owe no duty of care to non-employees, including their family members, to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and can't be held liable under state law when their workers get COVID on the job and then spread it to relatives without basically undermining the American economy. And you might think I'm exaggerating, but I'm not, as you'll hear for yourself momentarily. So that is all to say, Nate, welcome back to the Death Panel. It is so nice to have you back on the show. Delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. So I'm glad you could come to help us talk about this court decision and the broader context. So today we're going to talk about what this case and the results of this case Tell us, in terms of the way that the economy is literally privileged over life in the very structure of capitalism and how the courts play a really key role in setting the parameters for social murder and then how this also fits into the ongoing attempt to sociologically produce a premature end to the pandemic. So just to lay out a little bit about the case that is at the center of our conversation today, on July 6th, 2023, the state of California's Supreme Court issued a ruling in the case of Kusiemba versus Victory Woodworks, in which they concluded that under California law, an employer does not actually owe it to their workers to prevent the spread of COVID-19 
two employees' household members. And the decision also prevents an employee's household member from suing an employer in civil court and limits those claims to the workers' comp system. So it's really complicated. But basically, what this does is it restricts claims in California and really limits the number of claims that can be brought against an employer for transmission in the workplace. And so while you may have only heard about this case recently, when the decision came out, it, it was really sort of discussed a lot in COVID Twitter, for example. But this case has been the focus and on the minds of employers and sort of chamber of commerce types for oh, a yeah. long time now. And this has been for a long time sort of referred to in corporate and legal circles as a take-home COVID workers' comp case. So these goals have sort of socially reproduced the narrative that the real issue with these lawsuits and the catastrophic potential that they have to sort of start an endless chain of liability litigation is really what's at issue here and sort of what the preoccupation is both of the business community and of the court itself. And as you'll see, you know, this rhetoric that we're going to talk about, the court just completely laps it up and it's all over their decision. So some of the quotes we're going to get in today are truly heinous. But before we get into any of that, I think we should just start with some context and talk about the sort of circumstances that triggered the lawsuit. And then from there, we can get into big picture stuff. So basically what happens in this situation, there's a man named Robert Kusiemba, and he's married to a woman named Corby Kusiemba. And Robert worked for a company called Victory Woodworks. It was in California, and there was a public health order in effect, a local municipal or county public health order ab about limiting people moving around to prevent COVID transmission. Victory violated that order and brought some employees to the worksite that Robert worked at. And the worksite that they came from had had COVID exposure. And so it was the opinion among Kusiemba and his coworkers at that site were, hey, our employers bringing in people who might have COVID. We don't like that. And then he had to work alongside them and he got COVID um, and this in is violation. Early 2020, by the way. That's right. That's right. And so what he thought was going to happen happened. He got COVID and then his wife got COVID from him and she had a really serious case. She was hospitalized for weeks. She was on a respirator, kept alive for weeks by the respirator. And, um, what happened is a terrible injury to her resulting from his exposure at work. And so that's the kind of basic, just the harms that happened. The employer knew or should have known what it was doing. It violated a clear public health order, did it anyway. She got really hurt. And as we, you know, certainly, you know, and, and our your listeners will know, there's the immediate injury and suffering. There's also, that's really expensive. Um, and so they file a suit to say that she was harmed by his employer's actions. Um, now, one of the things that's there's a lot of legal minutiae here, a lot of rabbit holes. I think one of the things I think we want listeners to take away is that um, not to be intimidated by the minutia and try to. I think a lot of the legal rhetoric encourages us to to concentrate on the details and miss the forest for the trees. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and, and and I think that. So there's some particulars in here, but like there's a particular law about in California about how much um, responsibility employers are expected to take. And it's it's more progressive than is the norm for the U.S. Um, like I said, there's also this public health standard in place. 
public health order in place. And and I think a big thing I would want people to take away is that none of that mattered at the end of the day, <laughs> right? And so that there are these kind of nominal protections that are, it turns out when the harms get intense enough, uh, don't really matter. And, and so, so what I'm trying to say there is that this is, the Kusiembas are, are in a relatively favorable policy and legal context, and they still get hurt tremendously and abandoned. Um, and I think that that tells us something, part of the big picture here tells us something about what the state is looking to do, which is abandon people because it seems too expensive to not. To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes. And be the first to get a new patron episode every Monday when it drops. With love, the Death Panel.